tell anybody it's a special Sunday. Oh, say with an eye, it's a special Sunday. God, we are having an open day. The Lord just told me we should call it All Souls Day. All Souls Day. Amen. So next year, from next year, we'll call it All Souls Day. Hallelujah. But it's themed open day. Say open day. Open day is to spend time winning souls for Christ. Hallelujah. So today we are having five services. How many services? So this is service number three and we'll end in 30 minutes because it's only one hour. And then after this one hour, we allow 30 minutes to make some calls, to follow up on somebody, check on somebody and tell them, hey, we have two more services. We are waiting for you. Amen. Or you go into the field and go and bring somebody to church. Are you hearing me? So today is a very special Sunday and we are focusing on the most important thing that moves God. That is souls. Amen. Uh, I can't hear your amen at all. So this is Green Pastures TPA Church. We are a fat, fresh, flourishing, folding family of churches. And you are blessed to be here. Hallelujah. And I'm believing that God will touch you, change you as you hear his word. The word of God is the seed. And as I speak to you, a seed will come into your life forever. Amen. I never used to be a pastor. I was an ordinary guy. I wasn't really a bad boy, but I think I was a very troubled young man because I'd had a lot of trauma as a young child. But I wasn't really bad. But hardship and circumstances, they were pushing me to destruction until I found a church because my, my, my big brother and my mom got into that church and the whole family got into that church and I became saved. Clap your hands and say amen. Now, my brother was telling me that one of his friends, you know, we, we grew up at Kokumlimli, but in 1988, they threw us out of the house. And we left the house. We didn't know where we were going. Yeah, I, I mean, do you understand what I said? We left the house and we didn't know where we were going. We had to pack our things into the truck. And the driver was driving around town. And I asked my mom, where are we going? She said, I don't know. Praise God. So when I'm talking to you, I'm not talking from a high horse. Hallelujah. And so I have every right to talk to you because I know what God has done for me and what he will do for you. Are you hearing me tonight this morning? So we were driving around the city of Accra. We didn't know where we were going. I said, Ma, where are we going? Where are we going? We didn't know. We ended up at St. John's Grammar School. But that's where she used to work. She, that's where she was working. We went to hide in the, the boys' dormitory. Because at that time, the school had vacated. So they were, they were, the boys' dormitory was free. So from a nice house, we moved out into a boys' dormitory. So after a week or something, then the students came back. When the students came, we had to leave the place. Hallelujah. And we ended up at the kitchen. The kitchen, women's quarters. And I tell you, it was not easy at all. You, you'll be sleeping with the ducks. You know duck. How do you say duck in the local language? Dabo, dabo, nam yete. Dabo, dabo, nam yete. Inti na ngwa womu. Inti na ngwa womu. Do you know why there were a lot of ducks around? Because... The whole place was mad. So the, the, the kitchen is not modern day kitchen. It's a fire, a kitchen. And then the kinky water and everything was 
So a lot of, if you, if you, if you step out, you don't know where to stand. I'm telling you a true story. And then the sicknesses started. When I, when I get admitted at Achimota Hospital, the next week is my brother. The following week is another brother. The following week is another brother. So we're rotating Achimota Hospital because the environment, it was not easy. Mosquito, it, it was not easy. The smell, everything was crazy. So we were rotating. And anytime I sleep, when I wake up, I'll see blood on my, on the pillow. I don't know the demons were sucking my eyes to all. I told my mom, if we stay here, we all die. We have to move. So I remember I carried a door. Come on, say door. Mm, it was an abandoned door. Because at that time, my mom's house at New Achimota, it had not been finished. It was at Linton. I told my mom, look, let's go and do one room and move out of here. It's better to that. Otherwise, we, we all die here. So I carried that door from St. John's to Achimota, New Achimota. Oh my head! This was what? I was 17 or 16 years old. Carried it and walked. So when I stand here, don't look at me as some. <laughs> you don't know. I haven't told you my story. That's why you look at me with a squint in your eyes. Say, this man, he doesn't know what I'm going to. I've been through worse. And I know God will bring you out. I said, God will bring you out. If God can bring me out of that place, you live out, you don't know where you are staying. Look, I have slept in uncompleted houses. Many. I can count about three or something. Are you, so I'm not, I'm not some, well, before my father died, you could say I was a dada bee. Because when he was alive, we had everything. But when he died, whoosh, like some of you, your life has been turned around. This economy has turned your life. I say God will bring you out. And the only hope was that we found a church. And that church, they had used wawa boards. Not this place. You have come. Look at air condition. There was no ceiling. There was heat. And the fans were circulating the heat. I tell you, it wasn't easy. sorry. But come and see us praising God inside there. May you praise God you found yourself here. Come on, I said praise God you found yourself. I'm prophesying to your future. Come on, somebody shout amen. I'm telling you that eh, your life would not, if you would love God and follow God, your life would not end up. Me, I was, I was to be destroyed. Because everything was hollow. Nothing. Nothingness. But if God can turn my life around like this, he can also turn your life around. So your coming into this hall is God. Before eternity, purpose that you find yourself here. And listen to what I'm telling you so that there can be hope in your life. So that you don't give up on your life. So you don't end up in prison. You don't go and steal. You don't go do something that will destroy your life. Why? God brought you here to hear me. It's been planned before time that you'll be here. Clap your hands and say a big game. And so if you are listening to me, wherever you are right now, and you are listening to me, I want you to know that there's hope for your life. There's a future for your life. If you will stay in the church, no matter what, God will bring you out. Because when we found church, we committed everything. 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 You see, the way God will change you, you don't know. It, it's a mystery. 
how your life will be transformed, you don't know. It's supernatural. But as you decide to serve God and commit to God, God will begin to turn things around on your blind side. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? They used to laugh us when we moved to my mom's house. We roofed one room. All the street was beautiful houses. So we had rich people on this side and on the other side were the poor folks and we were one of them. You know, we're six, seven sleeping in one room and there was no ceiling. So the heat, you know, when the sun is shining, you have to go and find some place to. But you know, but now, the houses opposite that used to mock us. When I go to the, I say, God, sometimes I want to lie and cry I don't know what to do. Because with time, you will see that serving God, eh? You will see that serving God. And you know, whilst we were there, whilst we were in the house, we, used, we were the only people who were doing church. We were the only people who were saved. Now, I was talking to my brother recently, a couple of days ago. And there was another family. They were also very rich. In the same neighborhood. New Achimota area. It's not a poor neighborhood. It's quite a rich neighborhood. Middle class neighborhood. And you know what the guy said? This was after 20 years. The guy told my brother that he has realized that it is only us. When he looks at the whole area, we are the only people who have risen and have been blessed. He confided in my brother and told my brother that when he studies the whole thing, he can't understand. That it looks like we are the only people. And those who, all the rich people, these were rich people. They have gone down. Their houses have been taken over. But he said that he can see that it is us who God has lifted and blessed. And so when I stand here to tell you eh, that we are, we are here to change your life. Our brothers and sisters were in places in, in our wildest, I had no uncle, nothing. So who was going to invite me abroad? Who? In my mind, it was impossible. But now, it's nothing. God, God. So those of you here, you are joking. I'm praying that you become serious. Be serious with God. Because you see, it, it will show that with time, those who serve God, they are always ahead. They always rise. So this is what I told my brother. And some of the families, they used to go to London. They have destroyed themselves. Do you understand what I said? They have torn. Because there's no God in the blessing. So these people, they destroyed themselves. He was telling me that one guy, his, his auntie, who had, they, they, he jumped from the 11th floor in London and killed himself. These were rich people. Because there's no God in the thing. It will not last. It will never last. And when I see all those rich people, now what they become, I marvel. And I said, God, thank you for saving me. You should be thanking God that he has saved you. Clap your hands and say a big amen. So, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you see, now, when I was growing up, they don't criticize pastors like now. They don't say pastors are looking for money. Pastors has, a pastor is going to sleep with somebody's wife. A pastor has raped somebody in the church. A pastor has taken somebody's daughter to the seaside and he has put salt and, and uh, what sand on her. We, these things were not there. But now, you are dealing with a lot of forces that wants to take you away from the church. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So a lot of people pass by uh, and they, they don't want to come into the house. You are dealing with a higher devil. 
than my days. Hallelujah. Because that's my brother. He was stranded in the desert. 25 years. He left the house 1997. Everybody thought he was dead. 25 years. This year he returned. In the desert, whether it's Tunisia or more, I don't know, Tunisia, Algeria there, God, he, he told me that they, they threw him in the Sahara Desert and took, left him for dead. Somebody was passing and carried him and took him to a shelter. Three days he was in a coma. Look, God, 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 you don't know him. That's why I'm praying for you that do this thing with your heart. You are not serving me. No. I have given you an opportunity to be connected to God by creating the environment that God has used me for. By your service and your heart should be after God. I said it should be after God. Please, when my time is up, prompt me. I said it should be after God. It should be after God. I've been following God for 30 something years. I got born again when I was uh, 1985, 86. How many years now? It's how many years? Let's say 87. Is that not 30 years or more? 35 years. So it's not, it's not, it's not as if, oh, hey, I'll follow God a few days of my life. Then I'll go and then go and mess up. That is what believers have become. But back then, when you say you are born again, you are born again. I say you are born again. When I went to university, I, 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 I was a Christian. Go and ask my mates from first year to now. They will tell you, ask for Danny. Because I have, I had to sacrifice. I'm preaching already. Amen. I'm talking about sacrifice. So when my my colleagues were doing, you know, when you go to festival, you see people going after girls and doing dancing. I wasn't doing any of that. Why? Because I am called after the name of Jesus. So I had to sacrifice a lot of things I could have done because I was called a Christian. But now you don't want to sacrifice anything. And so you are not seeing the power of God in your life. Today, I pray that God will deliver you in Jesus. I pray that God will release your destiny in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter where you are today. God can lift you up. I say God will lift you up. I say God can change your life and give you a testimony. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So don't, I, you see, I'm here to push you into the kingdom. I'm here to help you. I'm a gift from God to rearrange your future and your destiny. You have to set your ways aside and accept Jesus Christ as your true Lord and Savior. Amen. And today it may be hard, but watch me, me, me. I've been through it. There have been days I don't eat because there's no food. I have sold oranges at Kwame Nkrumah Circle. Kwame Nkrumah Circle. When I'm going to school, they put oranges in my bag. So where's transport? Your transport is the orange. I've sold bags from... Adabraka to Kantamante, or my, me and my big brother were selling bags. We go to shop to shop, sell bags. So I'm not here running my mouth. I've been through it all. <laughs> and you see, I say, how, how are things going to change? Only God. Tell me about only. There's a song I used to play when I was on uh, this radio station, Capital Radio Kumasi. Yesu Christ, no Kasa, Mandi Mandi. Nipa beno kasa ma ma yeji. Yesu Christo nkwa. 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 
Only God will help you. I said only God. I said only God. If you put your heart and your eyes on him, he will never fail you. You have put all your trust in a man. Man. A man whose strength is in his nostril. It's your hope. You're finished. But you see, I want you to see Jesus and cry unto him, Father, help me. He will bring you out. I said he will bring you out. I said he will, and his spirit is here. His spirit will come and live inside your life. Oh, I said the spirit will live inside your life. I said the spirit will live inside your heart. I said the spirit will live inside your heart. And he will guide you. He will guide you. He will guide you. No matter what happens. This, this economy you are seeing, it was worse in 83. I was there. 83. I was about 12 years, 13 years. There's no bread. At least you are having the bread, you are complaining about the price. What if there's no bread? You know, and where I used to live, the compound house, it has ground first and second. So we had a woman who used to bake bread. And those, they bake the bread in the phone, you know, phone. Uh -huh. The big traditional oven. So when they put the bread inside the oven, I don't know how, it takes about 45 minutes. So we'll go and stand on the roof. And then we'll, another person will stand at the gates. So we are calculating when she will open the oven. Come and see speed. So as soon as the woman in that house, I remember the house like yesterday. As soon as you see the wooden cover come out, you signal your man. Chale, move. Come and see race. Within 30 seconds, the queue is from here to the filling station. 30 seconds. And then you go and stand in the queue. You lock yourself. And they can only give you one piece of bread. You can't buy two. Hey, are you hearing what I'm telling you? Those days, key soap, this key soap that you see, it wasn't available. What we had was, don't touch me. The soap is called, don't touch me. It's white and it's round. But how I many of you have seen that soap before? No, most of you were not born. Don't even try it. Hallelujah. You know it. Don't touch me. By the time you finish washing, your hand has changed color. Look, you look like an anointed man of God. Hallelujah. Come on, shout amen. That's the soap we used to use. All these locks. To see locks. You won't see. There was only one man who used to import Colgate and Palmolive soap. Agogo's father, the footballer who died. That was his father. Paso Matago. He was the only one with import license to import Colgate. To get Colgate to brush your teeth. She. If you have Colgate in your room, Uye Osikeni. Amen. You will even get it to buy. And then palm olive to use. Pa hey, palmy. So it was Agogo's father, the footballer, the guy who played for the Black Stars. How do you remember him? How do you remember Agogo? Yeah, his father was the only man who used to import. I used to. So you go there, you go and wait at the gate. Then you, if you get one box, Ugbami. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? So, what is happening? It has happened worse. And back then, Kenke water is, used to be our breakfast. Otinshinu. How many of you know Otinshinu? Come on. How many of you know Otinshi? Otinshi is the water after the Kenke. Amen. And you know, those days, we, we, we even buy the Kenke before they cook it. Because if you wait for the Kenke to be cooked, you won't get some. So, he said, give me 
rocking I went but I'm telling you a true story. This is what was happening in the country. Everybody had what they call rolling chain. There's no fat. You can't see any Ghanaian who is fat. All of you have become big like that. Everybody, your neck bone, eh? this is your bone, it is showing. We used to call it rolling chain. Everybody had it. <laughs> because you have to eat once a day. Once, once. Automatic chain. Come on, amen. And then you, before you, you have to beg the kinky seller, please, when you, can I get some of your kinky water? And then you mix it with sugar. That is your breakfast. There's no corn. There's nothing. We were eating yellow corn. They brought it from America. It was for their uh, chicken, chicken for their poultry. They imported it. So we had yellow corn. That's what we, you even get it. So, what you are going through is nothing new. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? God will bring you out. God will bring you out. God will bring you out. Only one way. God. And today, I want you to lift your eyes to him. How many minutes do I have left? Huh? Five minutes. Take your Bible. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. I want to read that scripture. So, please, today, I want you to be patient for those who are visiting. Us. We are, you are here because, because of those who are coming to church for the first time. Amen. So, it's not necessarily about you. I want you to be very patient. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. He said, say, for the preaching of the, of the cross. Say the cross. Have you seen it there? He said, for the preaching of the cross is to them that are perishing foolishness. But to us who are but unto us which are saved, it is what? Unto us which are saved. You see, look at me. God is saving us. So when we believe that we are being saved, amen. If you are here, today is your first time. You are not born again. I want you to believe God. Don't believe me. Believe God. That Father, from today, I want to believe you. 20 years from today. 30 years from today. 10 years from today. Two years from today, you will see that your life is going up. Whilst a lot of people, their lives are going down. God says, if you believe the foolishness of the gospel, it has power to save you. And when I check the meaning of that word, he said, it has power to keep you safe. It has power to keep you healthy. It has power to bless you. It has power to deliver you. It has power to change your life. So as you believe the gospel, the power of God is released to save you. I say you are saved in Jesus' name. So that word saved is not only eternal life. No, he said here, as you believe the gospel, you see, he didn't use, he said the cross, say the cross. Say, I say the cross. Please go to Matthew 16 verse 25. I want to show you something there. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I have to close. Matthew 16 verse 25. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Matthew 16, verse 25. It said, for whosoever will save his life. No. Verse 26. 26, sorry. 26. 16, verse 26. 24, 24, 24. 24. I want you to read it together. Then said Jesus unto his word, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his word. 
and follow me. So listen, for you to be able, come. Matthew, stand here. Matthew is Jesus. Huh? Bible said, when you believe, you will be saved. Say saved. Uh-huh. Now he's saying that for you to believe, you must follow him. Say follow me. Say it loud. You must follow Jesus so you can remain saved. And Jesus carried his cross. And his cross was the suffering he suffered on the cross. So he said, when we are preaching the gospel, we preach the cross. So the gospel is the cross. And the cross is the pain of, is a place of sacrifice. It's a place of pain. It's a place of rejection. It's a place of shame. It's a place of difficulty. It's a place where you die. Now he's saying that for you to follow him, you too, you must have a cross. Come on, say, let me hear amen. Your cross, you take your cross, and then when you take your cross, you can follow Jesus. That means that you cannot follow him if you don't take up a cross, your cross. Now, your cross may be different from my cross. His cross may be different from his cross. Her cross may be different from her cross. But everybody would have something they must sacrifice. Ah, there's something you must give up so you can follow Jesus. Some of you, you love your life. That's why you don't want to give it up. You want to be pitied. That's why you don't want to give it up. You life, your sinful nature. You must give it up before you can follow him. So you can never follow Jesus if there's nothing you are carrying in your life. Some of you is forgiveness. You have vowed that you will never forgive somebody. You can't follow him until you take up that cross. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And he's saying that to those who don't believe, it is foolishness. But look at the story. Look at the story. Jesus died 2,000 years ago on some cross at Golgotha. I wasn't there. Eh? Were you there? Were your auntie there? Your uncle, did you see it? Ah, so, okay, and the man, his father was Joseph, his mother was Mary. Okay, he had brothers, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and he had sisters. Okay, what has that got to do with me? What has that got to do with me? I'm born in somewhere in Africa, in the tropics. He's died somewhere. In this. What has that got to do with me? So, when you think about it, say, okay, he died, though. Well, when he died, he forgave you. Say, ah, I'm not related to him. Why, would, why should, did I ask him to die for me? Did you ask God to die for you? Please ask somebody. Do you ask Jesus to die for you? you uh, my, my, I didn't ask him to die for me. So why are you saying that he has come to save me? So to some people, it is foolishness. Say foolishness. Say love. When you begin to think like that, to those who don't believe it's foolishness, go back to that scripture. 1 Corinthians 1.8. I want to show you. It is foolishness. Say foolishness. Huh. For the preaching of the cross to them, that pay, it's fo- have you seen foolishness? Come on, say it against foolishness. Foolishness. So the man is sitting there saying, why, why, why are you worrying yourself? But when you believe that this man, when he died, he took away my sins. And if I believe him, he will give me abundant life and he will give me eternal life when I die. Bible says, when you believe that, you are saved. 
a praise here right now. Shout hallelujah. I feel a praise. Are you hearing me? So, Nipana on Jin Yankupon Asemundino. Who can Yamia Sema Chenon or who they wage me? The who can in Yankwasia Semna Wokano. It is foolishness. You are not the first person to say it. They said it 2,000 years ago in the Bible. So, when they say you are foolish, it doesn't mean anything. If you believe the foolishness of this gospel, it can change your life. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. God has delivered me. I believe this simple gospel. God has delivered me from many, 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 many things. Things that hospital cannot do. Things that doctors cannot do. Psychiatrists, whatever. Psychologists, psychiatrists. They cannot do it. But when you believe this simple, foolish, seeming gospel, God says in that foolishness is power to save you. And you know why there is power? Because blood was shed. I said blood was shed. At the cross, blood poured out. And wherever blood pours out, power is released. They didn't get what I said. Wherever blood is poured, there is power. I said 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 there is power. Power to break generational curses. Power to deliver you from sin. Power to deliver you from generational powers. Demonic strongholds that have held you down. There is power in the blood. So listen, listen. This thing you call foolishness. It is power because blood was shed. If somebody goes to kill a sheep on your behalf, don't take it for granted. Because wherever blood is shed, power is released. So he says that you believe in my blood, I will save. I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. That any remnant of sin and power of the devil holding your life down, I break that curse over you in the name of Jesus. I break it over you in the name of Jesus. You can go back. I break it over you. Listen. Anything that is called sin that it looks like nothing can take you and deliver you, I set you free. Why? Why do I say that? Because of the blood of Jesus. My time is up. Those who came for the third, not those who just came in. You are not part. You are coming for the fourth service. Those who are here, second, third service, take your offerings quickly. Come, come quickly. I have to close. I have to close. Stand here.